Flying Coach is back for a second season, Peter Schrager and Rams head coach Sean McVay are joined by guests from around the sports and entertainment world. They're discussing the latest NFL news, telling stories from their careers, and breaking down games from their unique perspectives. Check out Flying Coach Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We back. Another week. R2C2. What's good, bro? You know, I, I, I'm i just glad to see you alive and standing after the schedule you've been on. Oh, my God, cuz. It's it's, I'm in the middle of it. I'm not even, it's not stop. I'm so tired. I was supposed to golf today, too. I'm fucking exhausted, though. I couldn't even get up. What an animal. I mean, my goodness. What? How could you have even put that on the calendar? You know what's crazy is... uh. Fucking Tahoe. I'm, I'm I'm hooked. Like, I get the Tahoe. It's a real PGA event. You know what I'm saying? Like, that 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 event, I will never, ever miss in my life. Like, I don't give a fuck what I have going on. Everything will get canceled. I will always go to Tahoe to play golf in that American Century Classic. Amber could be pregnant with your fifth child. You'll be in Tahoe. Let me tell you something. That, that would be the only thing that would make me Amber get a divorce if she gets pregnant with a fifth child. <laughs> So that's not even on my fucking radar. But I don't. I mean, I, seriously, there's nothing that can stop me from going from that to that fucking to that to that tournament. It's that much fun. All right, so that's a good place to start for us because um, there's so much to catch up on over the last week. We love. <laughs> we, we we. But I, oh, so our, see, I just I have to say it was hilarious you going into the tournament in Tahoe, which for people who don't know, see, just describe what the tournament is because I know a lot of former baseball players playing it. Yeah, so I, it's just a, um, it's a, it's a celebrity. I thought charity event. I thought it was like a, you know, like um, like a tournament. Like yeah, a, you know, you go to these show up to these tournaments and you golf with a with a sponsor or whatever. But no, it's a real PGA event that like eighty nine, you know, celebrities or former athletes get invited to, and you really compete. So the first day. I played with uh, I played with David Wells and Greg Maddox, and like you know, when you're on tour, you got to keep the other person's score. Yeah. So like, I had to keep Maddox's score, and then when we get <laughs> off the course, you got to go and like read it off and make sure that the score is right. Like, bro, it was a it's it's a whole like it's a whole event, cause like it's not it's fun, but you're not out there having fun. Like you're really fucking playing, cause like. So I got to get my shit together. Like, I got to get the little book so I can keep the, uh, the person's scorecard in there. I got to get my little book for the greens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to step my game up, guys. You know what's hilarious about this? Just my one experience golfing with you and how not precise you were with scoring and how it, <laughs> how, how annoyed you got with me with how precise exactly. I was with scoring. I yeah. pictured you nervous as hell. Like, oh, shit, did I miss a stroke? Like, did yes, I get this? Is this right? Like, so then... <laughs> So then now you have to watch the other person the whole time. You can't even, like, like my high school co football coach was out there, my freshman football coach, and, like, for, oh, I think we were on number four. And I had a mm. good, great tee shot, and I was set up. I probably, like, 115 yards out, you know what I'm saying, like 54 degree. Like, about to set myself up for a nice shot to, you know, maybe get birdie. And, and he started talking to me, showed me a book or whatever. I missed Boomer's shot. Now Maddox is waiting for me, and then I have to rush to hit my shot. I hit it all in the trees. Like, it's crazy, man. You have to stay locked in. You have to stay locked in. You have to stay on it. And, uh, you know, it was just a good lesson in, 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 you know, going to my first, like, real PGA tournament. You know what, man? That is hilarious. I'm just picturing. How about, like, you just, you know, like, when we play, right, when we played, or, or I'm sure when you play, usually socially, you know, at times you'll pick up, right? Or at times you'll be, you you know, hey, that's that's good, right? You know, mm -hmm. going to give you that. It's three feet, whatever. There's none of that when you're out there on that gotta course. Got to put it all out, guys. How much did that change the <laughs> score? You know what? It uh, actually, I'm I'm pretty good putting close. So okay, the first like five holes, I was trying to I was trying to putt to make the putt, and then after I just started lagging just to get it close. So yeah. then I could like two putt, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just understanding that type of shit, like it was crazy, but it was fun though, man. Like getting a chance to go out there early and I played with uh, a practice round with Vince Carter and and uh, Ray Allen and Kyle Lowry and Shane wow, Vicarino. Man. Um, played a practice round with Jimmy Rollins and 
um, you know, Stray. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a good time, man. And everybody was cool. And just the stories you hear from, from all these different athletes, being a, being a, a big sports fan. I mean, like the first day I show up, like, you know, I get there and I put my bags down. I'm super excited. I'm just like, go, go to the range and hit some balls. And I get, I have my head down. I'm walking like to the range with my bag and I, and I look up. It's fucking Marcus Allen standing there, cuz. And I freaked out. I turned into a five-year-old again. You know what I'm saying? Like, ran up, gave him a hug. Had to take a picture with him. And, like, I don't know. It was just super cool to be in the presence of all those fucking legends, man. Had you ever met Marcus before? I, I, I Like, you know how you know how I freak out? Like, the yeah. same thing with Shaq. Like, so I had I went up to him, introduced myself and all that stuff. And he goes, Cece, we've met a couple of times before. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I had met him before. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That is so great, man. Oh, I love that. Well, what was funny to me is your tech, we were texting about something else. I I think we were texting just about when we were going to record the intro to the Theopod, right? Which, by the way, we appreciate all the feedback from all of you on that Theopod. One of our favorite conversations I think we've had, and it was so detailed. We'll definitely do a part two. Um, and it got a lot of run different places as it should have. I think it's the best conversation about like potential rule changes that there has been by any anybody when it comes to baseball uh, over the last year. Um, but see, it was so funny because you immediately were just like, every text from you was about how nervous you were. Like, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to play golf in front of fans. Like, it was yeah. just all about how nervous you were, man. And, and then I, I was, was worried about like, am I going to hit my driver off the first tee and blah, blah, blah. So I hit my yeah. forearm. But I wasn't nervous because I was playing with Boomer. I, had uh, I been playing with somebody else, I think if it would have been uh, Glavin and Maddox, I would have been super nervous. Smoltz and Maddox or anybody else. But, Bo- but but the fact that Boomer was there and I've been knowing him for 20 years, yeah. it made it easy. You know what I'm saying? That's good, man. Yeah, he he. I would feel like he'd be a guy who could be an icebreaker out yeah. on the course. And he was locked in early, um, playing good. And But you know how Boomer is. He gets talking loud and shit. And, you know, we both. So I think Maddox is getting pissed. He told Boomer to shut up a couple times while he was about to hit. <laughs> oh, wait. So Greg, so Greg Maddox is he, like legit telling Boomer, like, he, stop talking. Yeah. yeah, he just was like, David. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he walks up to the tee box, he's like, David. You know <laughs> This shit oh is hilarious, God. man. It's so that's, funny. That's an amazing story, Matt. It's so true because they're like they're like polar opposites on the mound. Yeah. Boomers like Boomers jersey out, unbuttoned, slopping it up there, but but pitching great. Maddox is like the precise professor with his little spectacles on, <laughs> painting the corners. Like I could totally see it, man. I could totally it's see like, it. You know what's crazy is off the field, their sense of humor is a lot alike. Like, Maddox is a lot like Boomer, like, when he's not serious. Yeah. But you get him in competition, whether it's golf or pitching, he has to lock the fuck in. And he wasn't having it with Boomer talking when he was about to walk up to the tee box. Even, like, when he's about to walk to the tee box. Yeah. He, didn't want, he wants you to be quiet. So just learning those little Dude. ins and outs about a tournament was was a lot of fun. I'm picturing that scene, and I love it. Maddox is a really good golfer, too, right? He is. He is. He's really good. But I guess he gets really nervous at that. Um, oh, really? Because his fans, it's a lot. It's a, you know, it's a, yeah. you know, he's walking with a gallery and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, But I guess the day that we played was the best that he played. But he's really good, though. And Boomer yeah. is, too. Really good. Was it four days? It was. Or two days and then you qualify? Or? It was three days. It was it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I had to leave after Saturday's round because... I had to go to the All-Star game because we had that big announcement with MLB and the Players Alliance. But yeah. um, next year, I won't, I won't miss. Next year, I want to go out early and stay Sunday to Sunday. Play a couple practice rounds, play a sponsor round, and Dude, then start the tournament. We, we should go do R2C2 out there, man. Yeah, oh, and man, that would be crazy. That, you think know about the guests, the guests that we, we can get. get? Oh, my gosh. It'd be insane. Right? Be insane. Like, yeah. we, we should go do an R2C2 on site there. I mean, even just... I mean, even just the fact that, like, Jimmy Rollins, Shane Victorino, and Chase Utley were there, right? And I had to take shit the whole time for giving up homers to fucking Victorino <laughs> and Utley. And, like, even though we won that World Series, yeah. I'm taking shit the whole time. I'm like, where are my teammates at? You know what I'm saying? So, like, that type of, like, banter back and forth or, like, hearing Strahan and Emmitt Smith talk shit back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. the Giants-Cowboy rivalry. Like, that shit was fun, man. It was crazy. 
Hey, Sadie Zillow, our coordinating producer, she's already like, let's do it. So I that would be <laughs> that would be amazing, man. Yeah, for the Phillies guys, you just gotta hold up the ring, man. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, bro, we actually won the World Series that year. <laughs> <laughs> we did. That's right. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Um, I uh that I, I, I love that you did it. I love that you came back with stories for R2C2. And you know, you went right from that golf tournament right into All-Star in Denver. So you go from Tahoe to Denver, and you just brought up something that I think was seriously significant, C, and it was the Players Alliance and the, the commitment that Major League Baseball made to it. And I wonder if for your audience, because I know our audience, I mean, for our audience, I know they hear you talk about the Players Alliance a lot, but I wonder if you could just, you know, just give them an overview again of like what the mission is and what you guys are doing and then how you know, the announcement from Major League Baseball ties into that and helps facilitate the goals of the Players Alliance. Yeah, so the, the alliance is is uh, made up of current and former, you know, black players um, just to help enrich, you know, the, the you know, experience of the black, you know, you know, player, fan, everything in baseball. And, you know, in the last year, we were able to launch our um, Good For Gear, uh, our uh, goods, our caravan our good for gear caravan and you know we had 33 we hit 33 cities in 40 days where we were passing out baseball equipment ppe equipment during the pandemic and uh you know we had we had to shut it down in california because of you know everything that was going on so from that though we had trucks in denver that was passing out equipment we had those trucks go from denver to california to continue our our tour and you know i think major league baseball understands you know our mission and what we're trying to do is as far as, you know, getting kids back into the game at every level, you know, the fan level, the executive level, um, you know, the, the, you know, playing, um, you know, working in the PA, you know, everything, you know, we want, we want to try to, you know, integrate more black faces in. And, you know, um, I think the league and, and the players see that too. And I think the league and the players see that it's not, it's, it's going to take more than just the black players. It's going to take the whole league. And, you know, that's why you see the Chad Greens, the Clayton Kershaws, the Kyle Swarbers you know, coming out to support everything that we do. And I, I just feel like in the past 16 to 18 months, we've been able to do stuff that, you know, baseball hasn't seen. And, you know, the player participation on Jackie Robinson Day and getting all the donations. And, you know, uh, I just think the sky's the limit for what we're going to be able to do. And just thankful to Rob Manfred and, and the league and, you know, Dick Manford and, you know, um, uh, Mark Antanasio and all these the different owners in our committee, you know, that, that was, you know, instrumental in helping us get, you know, secure this money um to to help us uh you know enrich the, the the black experience in baseball for sure. What's the what's the number one thing on your mind, see? And I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, so feel free to yeah. tell me, you know, but what's the number one yeah. thing on your mind that you're like, this is something I want to do that I think is going to have an instant impact in, you know, helping systemically, you know, change things when it comes to getting more black athletes in baseball. You know what's crazy is that we all have different, if you ask each one of us down the line, we all have different, you know, answers for this. But mine would be youth baseball. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I want to get heavy into the youth space and make sure that we're getting these kids all the opportunities that, that they can, that they can get. MLB does a great job of, you know, finding, you know, talent, but the talent, the really talented kids, you know, they, they do EDI, um, you know, um, early development, um, um, institute that they have down in, in, um, in Vero Beach, where they where they bring you know two hundred kids in, and then they you know they cut it down uh, to forty four kids, and they have the Hank Aaron game where they play at the end of July. I would want to do that on a larger scale, where mm. it's not just two hundred kids. Let's get two thousand kids. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like the the programs that MLB has, they work really well. Little C went through all of their programs, and now he's going into his senior year, and you know he's friends with R.J. Austin and Tamar Johnson and Elijah Green because they met at thirteen and fourteen years old. Through these MLB programs, so I want to get, uh, I want to, I want to, you know, do what what they're doing on a larger scale, not just in Vero Beach. Let's do it in Arizona. Let's do it uh, in places where that can facilitate it, where we can get more kids, you know, in these programs, and maybe we can, you know, maybe you know, it doesn't have to be going to a four year college. Maybe they go to a JUCO. Maybe it's different steps that they can take, you know, to maybe get drafted or or, or further their education. So. Um, you know, like, like I said, I mean, I just want to enhance and enrich the programs that MLB has. And uh, maybe if you ask Edwin Jackson or Curtis Granderson, they have different ideas. And that's why, you know, I feel like us coming together with all of our ideas together, there's no way anybody can stop us. And let's be clear. This is 
a great thing for the sport of Major League Baseball as well, yeah. right? I mean, this is this is obviously something you want to do for the different young kids who maybe aren't getting noticed, right? Who have the talent or could help have the talent cultivated if they had the proper, you know, resources for Major League Baseball, whatever it might be. But Major League Baseball is a whole lot better if the best athletes in the world are part of its talent pool, right? And so you don't want you don't you don't want the young black athlete not thinking of Major League Baseball as an option. If you're Major League Baseball, you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing everything you can for it's it's good for your sport. <laughs> it, yeah. It's important for your sport. You want everybody to feel like they can play. And and I feel like, you know, um, I feel like people attack perfect game all the time, but I feel like perfect game is is trying to do different things where they can give scholarships and they understand the need to, you know, to give back in these communities and try to get kids opportunities. So, you know, I, I want to try to marry the two. I want to try to get major league baseball and perfect game to work together and try and instead of working apart, because I feel like if we could all get on the same page, we could really make a huge difference and, and make a huge change because perfect game is where all the best players go. And that's where all the scouts are going to watch the kids play. So let's just get some more kids there, you know, that maybe that may not be able to afford the opportunity um, to go showcase their talents. Hey, man, I, uh, I, I, I think it's great. Look, this, this sport is at its best when it has everybody to choose from, right? Like when, when the talent pool is as wide as possible when it comes to all different, you know, nationalities, countries, uh, race, everything. And uh, I, I love what you guys are doing because we've seen the numbers. Everybody, our audience is very well aware of the diminished number of uh, black athletes, African-American athletes uh, that we've had in Major League Baseball in recent years compared to if you look at the 70s, right, or the 80s. And you guys are really doing tangible things to change that. And uh, the sport is better for it. And I'm, I see, I love that you guys have collaborated with Major League Baseball the way that you have. And made them take notice and and that they've stepped up now too and that you guys are going to really make uh tangible systemic change here yeah no doubt but <clears throat> while you were talking about the middle of that you know i mean everything is great i'm excited about the players alliance and super excited that the league is you know um excited about what we're doing and gave us the money but right in the middle of it i just forgot to tell you i met otani cuz I, I know to, man <laughs> i know believe me i got me. a chance to beat him at the game cuz which is crazy I love I love the picture. It was so it was adorable because Amber sent it yesterday morning. It was like CC met his hero. Yeah, like, yeah, it was fire. How, yeah, how how excited were you? How did it come about? And how excited were you to meet him? And what'd you guys say? You know what? We went to dinner. We went to um we went to dinner and celebrate after uh the the announcement. We were at this place called Garden Grace, and it was a bunch of players walking in. Judgey and his family walked in. We got a chance to see them. Um, Patty and, and Sam, and, and we got a chance to see everybody. And, um, you know, there's a bunch of guys walking in, and Otani walks by, but, you know, he's with CAA. So his agent is, you know, one of, one of Amber's, you know, uh, bosses, colleagues. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, colleagues, I guess. Yeah. So um, she was like, oh, there goes Otani, and there goes Nez. So she texted Nez and told him that he was going to come back. And, um, yeah, I got a chance to meet him, chop it up with him, which, which was cool. The cool thing was that Jason Brown, you know our old bullpen catcher? Yeah, yeah, Brownie. That's yeah. who threw BP to that's who threw to him at the uh at the, at home, the run home run derby. derby. Yeah. Wow. So that, man. that like broke the ice. You know what I'm saying? Me being able to talk to him about Brownie and blah, 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 blah. Like it really like, you know, was able able for us to break the ice and have a good conversation. So it was cool. It was fun. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That is great. I uh I I love that we were sitting in Arizona. In February of 2020, just before COVID hit, and you made those comments about Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. Like, and ever we were like, you know, or or, or greatest baseball player ever, and we yeah, all were like, yeah. what? what? Like, huh? <laughs> like, because at that point, you know, we he's like, are you kidding me? This guy can hit like his pitch like this, and now everybody gets it. But you were the first, man. You were the first person with a microphone that I heard exclaim, Shohei Otani is the best. And now Bro, we it, all get it, man. It took me for one time to see him live. Like, literally one time. One pitch, he hit off Seve, and one ground ball, he hit the shortstop. And I was like, this is the best player ever. Like, yeah. he's the fastest. He's the strongest. He throws the hardest. He's the best player. He just did 
what the best 12-year-old in his little league gets to do. He fucking let off and, and, and pitched in the All-Star game in the big leagues and hitting the home run derby. Like, what? Like, who That's does so that? True. It's insane, cuz. Like, the whole weekend was his, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did every event. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> the best player ever. <sighs> That's, you know what? It's, um, it's amazing. And I have to say, he, and I know this was obviously in the news this week with Stephen A's comments, which he's since, uh, I thought, had a very heartfelt apology for. Um, but I, it, it's, dude, this guy is a transcendent star. Let's be very clear. Like I, yesterday, I had something to do. I, because I'm in uh, Vegas for the WNBA All-Star Game, I did not leave my room until I saw Otani's at bat in the first inning, until I saw Otani pitch in the first inning. You know, like, he's keeping all of us there. And I thought there was something beautifully poetic about, you know, the fact that yesterday's winning pitcher was Japanese, right? Otani. The save goes to an Australian. The MVP is Dominican. Yeah. There's something awesome about it. Even look at the cover today, right? One of the, the NBA 2K uh, uh, cover announcement, there's a few different athletes. Candace Parker, shout out to her. She's the first woman ever to get the cover. We'll definitely talk about that on the uh, WNBA All-Star broadcast. But Luka Doncic, you know, like yeah. Lu- Luka being from Slovenia doesn't keep any of us from being totally connected to him or or watching him. If you're great, it transcends. I mean, look at tennis. Look at the stars that that transcend here in Dolph, tennis that get us Dolph, all watched. Golf, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's you know, for as much as um, you know, for for as much as we are, we deal with the negative effects of like social media, right? One of the cool parts is it shrinks the world, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes us even more of a of a of a a, a global world and a, a global economy and and we are I, I don't think it you know was necessary for us to get to that place but it definitely helps to expedite and facilitate our connection to international athletes now and feeling like it's one world and I think we see that and Otani's another example of that man like there's no baseball player I would rather watch right now than Shohei Otani and I know yeah. that that's the majority of people and I think I think the game, like for the sport, I mean, I think it's great that it's global. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it's great that it's growing, and and you know they're playing in other countries, and you know even to the to the point where you know the other day we're at the All Star game and the USA basketball team lost, and then they to Nigeria and they lost again to Australia, and we were sitting in the restaurant. And everybody's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, the game is global. Like yeah. they have NBA, they have NBA Africa. Like they have NBA yeah. players on every team. Now that you're playing in these countries, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, you can't. You're not just gonna roll a basketball out there and and win a game. And and hopefully, baseball can get to that same point where, you know, we can have baseball in the Olympics, at, and and every country is represented and 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 can field a good team. So, you know, I think it's great. You know, the fact that Otani won the won the game. You know, Vladdy Jr. You know was the MVP, and Liam Hendricks got a chance to get the save because. You know, I, I just think that, you know, hopefully we can just keep growing the sport and, you know, make it global and, and have kids playing all across the world. Absolutely, man. And look, look at the Euro 2020 ratings here in the United States. Yeah. They were off the charts. There's a reason why ESPN paid what it paid to get those rights, get right? Euro, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, those ratings that just came out were off the charts. And you're so right, see, about Team Australia and Team Nigeria in basketball. And... Look, the competition and the talent, and this is part of what we were just talking about in regard to baseball as well, is always, and, and uh, Players Alliance, but it's always going to be at its best when it has its widest talent pool, right? When, when, you have, when you have the most people you could choose from, and we all are able to connect with greatness regardless of where we're from. Like when you watch somebody who's truly great at what they do, Regardless of, of where they came from, whether they look like you or not, whether from your country, another country, Europe, Africa, whatever it is, right? Pick a continent. Um, it's y- 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 we all we all are absolutely enthralled by greatness, and we want to celebrate it. And I think the All Star Game was a good example of that, and I think we've had a lot of good examples of that of late. And Otani, man, to me. It's the thing to, you know, sort of put a bow on that thought. 
for me, it reminds me, I haven't felt this way watching a non-Yankees player since Barry Bonds, where it's like his at-bats are appointment TV for me. Like, I just got, yeah. I got, I want, if he's on, I want to watch him. Yeah, you got to watch it. Uh, uh, my, my last thing about All-Star Weekend was the the um, softball game, bro. Got a chance to play in the oh, softball game. Oh, wait. Oh, Fucking no. terrible. Oh, terrible. man. And, and I, jam- I messed my thumb up on my first swing. No, like, you I'm, did? I'm sitting here messing with my thumb. It's so swollen. But so- I was I was trying to go so deep because we ended up losing. I think we lost 20 to 5. I was pissed. Uh, trying to know. pretend like I'm having fun, getting blown out. I was so fucking mad, Cass. I was you know, so mad. You know, it's funny. Uh, Phil Hughes tweeted, because we asked for some people, because we'll take some mailbag questions. Phil Hughes tweeted, yeah, uh, what was up with that weak little pop-up in the celebrity <laughs> softball game? <laughs> What's you, up, Phil man? You- that shit was terrible, Cass. Uh, I don't know what happened, Cass. You're not I representing for the Warriors, man. For Mike Lunetta's Warriors, you're oh, not representing. Oh man! Speaking of, have you been to a game? Did we have we won? Did we win the last three games? I haven't been to a game in three weeks. Well, one of the games was rained out. Um, oh okay. But are you going? No, next week you're probably not going to be able to go, right? Next, nope. I'm out. I leave. Yeah. So is next week our last game? When does the playoffs start? I think the playoffs start in early the, August. Oh, I'll be back. I think. In August. Yeah, I, I got to double check with Lunetta, but I want well, I, th- I was I don't want to go to a game until you're there, man. Like I got I yeah. want to overlap. I should be you done know? traveling like by the middle of August. Okay, so I gotta I have to. Jeez, man, you're really in the middle of this stretch. You got a lot Bro, long way to crazy. go still. Long My way. Goodness. I'm, I'm exhausted, but it's all good. I bet. One other thing. How about Lil C getting a play in Colorado? At, yeah. Uh, like, uh, what was it? The what was it a high school the high school America game or what do they a call high, it? A high school all American game, I guess is what they call it. And they just started doing it in um Cleveland in 2019 where they brought all the high schoolers in and they play a game um in cores or at the all-star site on the Friday. So they treat them like, you know, like future stars and all that stuff. And it was pretty cool for him to be able to um, you know, play a game in a big league stadium. He went one for three. I think he grounded out his first at bat, got a single up the middle, struck out and walked. Um, but Amber said his BP was crazy. Like everybody was calling me about, you know, he was going dead center. He's hitting balls like way back at Coors. So um, yeah, I mean, Lil C's one of those kids that like I keep telling you this. Like you see him every six months, you'd be like, damn, is that the same dude? You know what I'm saying? Like he gets better and better and better every time you see him. So um I'm I'm just excited, you know, that he's he's starting to get the looks and, and the credit that he deserves because he works his ass off. Little dude just left here right now to go hit. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so man. he's he's he, he stays on it. it. He loves it. He stays on it. And uh, you know, this is his life right now. So to be able to see him, you know, playing in a big league stadium and, you know, enjoying it. He had Jordans on, they sent him some Jordans and you know, it was an all star game for him. So that was that was pretty dope. You know, I'll share up uh, uh, exciting, proud moment along those lines. So what you were saying with the BP is uh, a reporter that we both know got a text from a scout who was there who had texted her unprompted saying, um, uh, young Sabathia has by far the best raw power here. And I was <laughs> like, that's amazing. Like, to, And then I saw the video from Amber, his batting practice, which I was just like, my goodness. Like, yeah. he was... And... and you know, with the wooden bat, like, and just destroying balls. Like, you know what's crazy about him is he gets better with wood than he really? does with metal bats. Yeah, and he always has. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, you get him in the high school season, and he just hits, you know, kind of gap to gap, kind of pole to pole. But you give him a wood bat, and he can go deep. Like, it's yeah. the weirdest thing because I have no idea. By the way, I just have to say this, man. I I, I broadcast that Yankees-Astros series, you know, and yeah. I'm feeling all, like, it's going great, you know, yeah. and, and, and my Twitter followers are back on the Ruko's <laughs> the good luck charm bandwagon. I'm like, yeah, yes, he is. Tell him again. And, uh, and then that ninth inning happened. Oh, my gosh. You know, like just a, you know, I know they still won the series. Um, I don't and even the co- know where I was at. I think I was like, I, I was watching. I was watching that game. I, hadn't, Did, I haven't watched the game in like a month. Yeah. And I was watching that game. And it was seven to two, maybe. 
Uh, saw, yeah, it was seven to two in the ninth inning. They yeah, and they and controlled I, the whole game, and it was the day after I, Cole threw that gem. Yeah, and then I turned it back, and it was like seven to five with runners on first and third. And I'm like, what the what the hell happened? Like, I, yep. that was crazy, man. It was crazy. It was, you know, sometimes you could feel a rally building throughout the game. Yeah. That one came out of nowhere. There was a long mountain to climb, and it was climbed in seconds by the Astros. Like yeah. every hit was in the first two pitches of the bat. Who started nuts. the inning? Herman started the inning, and Herman looked great through the seventh and eighth. Herman started the inning. He gave up an infield single, and then Tucker was up next, and Tucker hit a double off the wall in left field. Now, my personal opinion, and uh, I actually thought Aaron Boone had a really good series um, with with managing the bullpen, especially with some limitations. But I, I, I there were things I didn't like about that ninth inning. And one of them was I thought Herman should have stayed in because I actually I didn't think anything crazy happened there. He gave up Why an infield Chap single. Was, Chappie wasn't available. He I think he was available, but I think they were just still not trying to go to him. They're trying to get him right, you know. So he and hasn't pitched. He hasn't pitched in the last couple of weeks. He, Chappie? he pitched in a he pitched in some uh, low leverage situations. Um, so he pitched in a. Against the Mariners, he pitched in a game where they were up like 12-1 or something like that. Um, mm. And then the, he was up in the ninth inning of the Cole game. one nothing. See, like, but they, it, he kept pitching. You got to you know? throw. You got to, like, just put him in, bro. Like, I, pro I felt like, so in that situation, the way I felt was I felt that once it was getting away from them, first of all, I would have let Herman go with more rope because – Tucker was the one guy who was hitting everybody that day when the offense was dormant. So him hitting a double didn't really shake me in any way mentally. It was an infield single, and then the one guy who was hitting, right? And otherwise, Herman would look great. But he, he goes to Green. Green clearly just didn't have it. I, I don't know if he was tired after his Friday night performance or, or what it was, you know? But he, he, had, he had, you know, thrown 26 pitches on Friday, and he just clearly didn't have it. Like Even like if you looked at the um, baseball savant, the depth on his breaking ball, it was six inches less on Sunday, okay? He clearly didn't have it. Now, I know people, you know, it, it would have been like, oh, with Chapman coming in there as he's trying to get right, but when you could tell Green didn't have it, I actually thought you could go to Chapman and it was a chance for him to potentially be the savior. Savior. Because at that point, it's not on him, right? The whole thing is unraveling anyway. If you lose, it's not on Chapman not at that his point. Fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was actually an opportunity to say, hey, man, Go see if you could put out this fire. If you can't, well, the thing was going to burn down anyway, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But I, you know, it, it, I thought that was a missed opportunity to use him. Um, it was a tricky spot. I get it because... I, just think, I but, just think that, like, when a guy like that is having a tough time, you just got to put him back in the game, bro. Like, you can't hide. He can't hide. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you just got to throw him in there and let him figure it out, no matter... No matter what, like he's your guy, he's your closer. So you can't try to shelter him or run away from whatever the result's going to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's a big boy; he can handle it. Like you, but you, you can't not put. You, him. It's almost like but you can't lose to, games because you're trying to get him right either. You no, know what I'm you saying? can't. Like but, you, but, you have but, to win every game you can right now. But you have to, you have to let him try to close the game, though. Like you said, when the shit's getting away from Green, you got to put Chappie in. Yeah, like that. That's, it is what it is. That's how I felt. Because I felt at that point, too, it's like you were out of options. You know what I mean? Like, so you might as well, you know, I, I get it. If Green was, like, I get Green being the option before Chapman there. I totally get that. Because, like, at, and look, no Loisaga because of the COVID protocols really hurt them in that game. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think it ever happens. But, um, and, and regardless, you're up 7-2. Regardless of any decision that's made, you should just be able to win that game, obviously. Um, but uh, it was, dude, it was like just a gut punch going into yeah. the the All-Star break. Like That, it, that would have been huge sweep, too. Yeah. But, and, and that's what I be saying about, like, just, like, the, and that's what, like, even when I was, I mean, even when I was there, when I was there, like, the core, like, we would just have that where we could be, like, on the verge of sweeping somebody or on the verge of, like, winning 12 or 13 in a yeah. row or, like, but we never do it or never get there. Like some stupid shit like this always happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just it's weird in a way where they can never get on a roll. 
it, you know it's what I'm true. saying? It's like, like it, yes, those really they, good teams that I was on in 09, 10, 11, yeah. and 12, like we would go stretches where like we were unbeatable. Yeah. And this yep. team is good enough to be that and they don't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's the weirdest thing. I have no idea like what happens. You know? know. Like it, it's fucking, I, I, I don't well, know. I mean, I even, wanted, the, even the dormant stretches on offense where it's like, damn, can like yeah. we don't hit, but like yeah. it's, it's, it's super fucking weird. It, it it is, man, because it's like you Mariners and the Astros were the two hottest teams in baseball. Yankees won both series, right? Like they won both series. But again, but you know, they could have swept both series. Yes, you know what I'm exactly. saying? It's just like well, we right. won them, but yeah. Eh. And, and look, and you're coming, you're digging yourself out of a hole where you know you you really want to win every game you can win, you know, and and up seven two in the ninth. I was going to ask you that though, like emotionally, if you're, you know, if you're in that clubhouse and you've been trying to get it right all first half, and then you win this first two games against the Astros, first time back in Houston, supercharged up, obviously a big series, and then you are on the brink of the sweep and you go into the all-star break with that kind of collapse and loss. Like, does it change how you feel about yourself going into the start of the second half or your energy going to the all-star break? Or is that just something like fans kind of say? Nah, man, like only and the only reason I'm saying this is because we've had heartbreak there year after year after year because like, yeah, they needed to sweep that series. Like, yeah, you don't you don't want to leave that with any kind of ill feeling like getting on the bus, flying out of there. Like, I know. I mean, man, I know that they didn't feel good leaving there, even though they won those first two games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, fuck, like yeah. we cannot get out of here with like a fucking win. No yeah. matter what, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just can't leave Houston with a fucking, like, feeling good. Like, you won the first two games, Cole pitched great, and then it's up 7-2 to, to sweep these motherfuckers, and they, Altuve hits a fucking wall. And he ends off, up guys. shirtless. And like, he ends come up shirtless. On, yeah, like, I know. You gotta know. be shitting me. Like, it's <sighs> just, it's, no, I mean, there's no, I mean, and I hate to say this, because I, I, I don't want to be talking for anybody. I don't know how to, I don't know how they really feel. But yeah. I know me, I wouldn't have felt good leaving there. I yeah. wouldn't have. Yeah. No, man. I mean, I'm encouraged a little bit about some of the uh, starts lately and maybe being able to get on a roll because Tyone has pitched much better uh, because Cortez actually has pitched really well in his two Nestor's starts. Nestor's good, man. I love Nestor, man. He's Nestor's the best story good, on the team this season, he's man. He's good, man. He's, he's one of those watch. dudes where, like, you're always trying to figure out if he's going to make the team or trying to get rid of him and all that shit, and he's always the most valuable guy in the bullpen. Yeah, man. You know what man. I'm saying? He's like Guardy in a way where, like, you always, like, you need him on the team. Yeah. Dude, I I, I love Nestor. I'm, I'm thrilled seeing him do his thing. So I think the starting pitching is in a little better place to try and go on a roll. Um, you know, and Cole was obviously brilliant, and I thought he needed that game in the aftermath of, you know, the sticky stuff narrative around him and, he shoved, and I love seeing him close the game out. But it was like you, oh, you're you on the brink of like building off that, going into the uh, all-star break, feeling like you turned the corner. Here you go. And then that, the that way was you turning lost the corner game. right there. They're, but yeah. they're, they're still behind the Astros because they still don't know if they can win there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They still don't know if they can win a game seven there. We've never done it. We, we, we can't win a fucking series there. I know, like, man. It's, it's, it, we haven't done it yet, cuz. And it's been... It's been four years now. We've been playing these motherfuckers since 17, guys. Yeah, they even, like, remember, they even eliminated you guys in, in the 15. one game in 15. Yeah. 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 But, like, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll let them have that one. But 17 yeah. is when, you know, it, it, I mean, fuck, man. We haven't, we haven't left Houston feeling good since 2017. This team, I'm very curious what happens over the next couple of weeks with the Me trade too. deadline. The, very this, curious. This week. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see how they come out this week. Yeah, having, only having three days off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, playing Boston four playing right Boston out the shoot. Right out the shoot. These motherfuckers are hot. They feeling themselves. I mean, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see what happens this week, guys. To be honest, yeah. like, yeah. I want to see what happens fucking tomorrow because you know, not not leaving there with that sweet man. It just sucks. It's yeah. Fucking that was sucks, one of those man. like. It, it was funny. Even like Coney and O'Neill and I, we were all like texting afterwards for a while. Like, damn it, man. Like, you know, like. Uh, it's just on. right there. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's even the man. same thing. That's how we've always felt. We've yeah. just been right there. Because yeah. whether it was 17, whether it was 19, like 
You're yeah. just right the fuck there, and you can't get over the hump, and that's frustrating. That's super Especially frustrating. Especially against a team that cheated, you know, like, and that, like, you want to be able to stick it to them, like, every time you can. And look, uh, let me be very clear. You're not going to feel the feeling of revenge until you no. beat them in the playoffs. You got to beat them in the playoffs, and and then, you, then you'll feel that feeling. Until you feel that, it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season, you know, you're, you're, it's never going to feel satisfying. It's just going to be a step towards satisfaction. But for me, it was more about the Yankees season, right? And yes, like having that it was more about, back. Yes, yeah. it was more about this group and yes. like being able to get over that hump because yes. that's a fucking real hurdle for this, for this core. Yeah. Of, yeah, of man. guys that we've been fucking losing to this sa- that same core for four fucking years. Yeah, man. Oh, well, I hope they meet in the playoffs because the extracurriculars in that series were great with the back and forth trolling and that, and, and it'll be fun if they mean the playoffs. Um, but the Yankees got a lot of work to do if they're going to, if they're going to get to the playoffs. Houston I was about to say the Yankees got a lot of work to do guys, yeah. just to get to the playoffs. Guys, yeah. So Houston's going to be there. It's up to the Yankees to see if they're going to join them. And that's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out the gates. Oh, and six against the Red Sox. You know, let me say this though. I was watching, uh, Evaldi pitch last night and, I got the chance to see him at the All-Star game. Like, I miss that dude, man. And, and to be able to see him, like, turn into an All-Star and, you know, the second Tommy John and, like, it's amazing that, you know, all the, the injuries he went through, the, you know, he had the bone chips and all that stuff. And now to be watching him in the All-Star game do his thing, man, with his split. And, he, you know, he, re- he reinvented, reinvented himself three different times in the big leagues. Yeah. And now he's an All-Star with Boston, man. It's, it's awesome to see. So hats off to Nathan Evaldi for – uh you know, making an all-star team and being able to, you know, lead that staff, man. Like, your sale went down and everybody's like, what's Boston going to do? Well, fucking Evo's been the ace, guys, and, and, and <laughs> leading, the, leading the team at the all-star game. So, you know, was, I'm just I'm just happy to see him doing this thing. That was cool. He was always such a nice dude. I really... Super, super cool. Did he ever come on the show? He never came on the show. We should get him on sometime. We have to get him on. I thought yeah. for sure he, he came on. Were we doing the show when he was here? No. No, he, right? He, he had because think, he would have me and he, me and him were as close as me and Monty are. Wow, really? We I were, didn't know yeah, that. yeah. Like when I he was here, that. we we spent a lot of time together. So there's no way that we would have been doing this show. We must not have been doing the show when he was here because he would have he would have been the first guest. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't I don't think we were. He whenever he hurt his did he hurt himself in sixteen? Sixteen. Yeah. So we started in seventeen. So, okay, okay. So that's why. All right, I want to take a few fan questions here, see. Uh go for a run 22. Yeah, go for a run. It's healthy. Go for, go for it. Yeah, why not? Um he asked, I think this is a cool question. He says if this current Yankees team could import one guy from the 70s Yankees and one guy from the 90s team which two players would put them over the top right now? Mickey Rivers, for sure, with Ooh. the speed, with the speed and running the bases and shit. And then uh, Daryl Strawberry, cuz, from wow. the 90s teams. Really? Those are the two guys need, you would pick? I need a left-handed bat. You know what I'm saying? Like a All left-handed right. power hitter to put in the middle of the lineup, and I need somebody fast at the top. I, I mean, Mattingly what? wasn't on the. Oh, I, I guess I can go Mattingly, huh? Because he was he on those nineties. No, did he play? no, no. He he just missed. No, them. he just missed him. Yeah, his so, last year was ninety five. It, it would either be like O'Neill or Daryl Strawberry because we need a left handed bat. Really interesting. So I'm gonna say I would pick. It's interesting because I like this question. There's a couple left handed bats I'm thinking of. Right. Well, first well, of okay, all, okay. Well, what would you? Uh, well, let me see. Let me. What, if we yeah. could do three, would you go catcher? Would you do Thurman Munson or somebody? I, I think they could use like Munson's toughness. Yeah. yeah I, mean, you know, I knew like, he was going to say catcher. Yeah, That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 Gary's playing really well now. Yeah. So I'm not as worried about it. I Here's what I, what I like about Mickey Rivers. I hadn't thought of him, but I love that pick is you get the defense, right? You get the speed. You get the left-handed bat. You get the contact. And I think they could use all those things. So I actually think that's a really good choice. I was thinking maybe Reggie from the 70s to have the left-handed power bat um, mm-hmm. and clutch. But I I actually, I like your pick of Mickey Rivers 
because of the elements he brings that kind of diversify their lineup with speed and left-handed bat and contact, He's got everything right? that we don't have. And, you know what I'm and saying? And play center field. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to take that. But then I'm actually going to go and I'm going to I'm going to take Pettit for the, from the 90s teams. And my reason is I think this team needs a number 2 starter. Since Kluber went down, I think that's been a big issue. You know, in the last month, the offense is like fourth and run scored. The pitching is like 25th and runs allowed. Mm. I I I think and I was debating between Mo or because I mean, who couldn't use Mo? Who couldn't use but, Mo? But you yeah, got to get there to get yeah, the Mo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, like, yeah, exactly. But I would choose, I would choose Andy. I, I would choose Andy because I think they need a number two starter, someone they could rely upon, help them stop losing streaks, help them, you know, continue winning streaks. Uh, so I would take. I like Mickey Rivers with your pick, and then I would choose Pettit. I like that. I yeah, like that. and if we could pick a third, if we would could I pick? pick a third. Hmm. Um, if we could pick a third, you got to pick Derek Jeter because it's not even like. Oh yeah, what are we? What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? If we got to, I mean, that's not even a fucking question. Yeah, we got to. We got to put. We got to put a captain in there. Got to. Um, Antoine, I'm oh, sorry, Antonio asked, "Do you think you'll ever get a job uh, broadcasting or in the clubhouse in the near future?" Well, you no. already have a job broadcasting. But. Yeah, I guess I have a job broadcasting, but in the clubhouse, no, I don't want a job that. Um, I have to be down there every day. You know, yeah. I want to be able to be flexible and travel and do some stuff that I want to do. So the job that I have now with them is perfect, you know, um, where I can go down there and hang out if I want. And if I don't want to, I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Jason Murphy asks, what percentage of our texts with each other are about being bald? <laughs> <laughs> Zero. 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 But, but a high percentage is about orcas. Did you? A super high percentage. Did, did you see I the video? I did see that DM you sent me. Yeah, that was oh sick. Oh, my gosh. This woman It makes is... me nervous, though. Oh. Well, like, coming the... right up to the, to the, to the kayak. Uh, kayak. Oh, yeah. man. Three orcas in this video come right up to the kayak. This woman what is in that? a kayak. I don't know. I got to see where it is. I'm not sure. Yo, did but... you see Mo? Mo is up in Seattle right now fishing. Really? Catching salmon. Yeah, that's a trip oh, that we, we need to go on. We need to do it, man, and go see orcas. Like, we should next year when the Yankees play the Mariners go out there and do a day on San Juan Islands. And, like, yeah, you know, it would have been perfect this year if I wouldn't, if I didn't have that, all that stuff going on at the All Star game. We could have went straight from like Tahoe because I was out there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I would, would you kayak there with the orcas? I would. I, yeah. If 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 like if everybody was out there with us, I would yeah, get out yeah. there. But yeah, like I wouldn't like, go by myself. Like I, uh, I wouldn't just go me and you. No, fuck yeah, no. We if need, it was we more need, than we need, we need guides and shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need guides and shit. I'm gonna be out there like Jesse and Free Willy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I really oh man, you, you man, guys I forgot guys, about that movie. Well like that how yeah. old is that movie? I, old Free man, Willy. like I feel like it was I feel like I was like six when it came out or something. That was yeah, part of what got like me into orcas, man. 11 or 12. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I know. It's just to be like, I'd watch all the behind the scenes stuff, too. It's like, is he really <laughs> out there with orcas? Like, you know, is he really like jumping in the water? And like, I remember at one point, whoever the actor was saying like, well, it's not like I'm just like jumping in the middle of the ocean with orcas. And I was like, what? He's not? Oh. <laughs> I was so disappointed, man. Like, <laughs> I really was. I was so disappointed. Um, uh, all right. Last question. Kevin, walk off nine, says, how does Amber feel about the Otani poster hanging in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's the picture of us now. <laughs> yeah. Now you really could do it, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you got to meet him. I'm so glad. Uh, he got that stage. And you know what? Ratings for baseball are up across the board. You know, I do think a big reason why is having some of these, you know, um, young, interesting stars, Tatis, Otani. Uh, I know he's hurt now, but Acuna, you know, uh, I, I think that these players are, you know, transcendent. They get, they're, they're fun to watch. They look yeah. like they're having a great time playing, you know, and, and, then you have a great time watching. And so I hope we get more and more of those kind of stars in the game. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, even just, you know, how young. I mean, I was in the All-Star Game Clubhouse uh, uh, the day of the Home Run Derby. I'm like the old guy now with the jeans on and the fucking uh, suit coat, like the <laughs> the dress coat and standing uh, in the 
standing in the in the All Star Game clubhouse. But it's so young. The teams are so young. Like it's so fun to see these guys come up and be ready to play and make All Star teams. The Boba Shets and Vladdy Juniors. Though these kids are like they're kids. Yeah, they're literally kids, and they're in an All Star Game like clubhouse. And you know, it's, it's just fun to see, man. And uh, I'm just I'm happy for where the game's headed. You know, with the youth and how good they are, and you know where it's headed as far as like little seeing those guys being able to come in and you know uh hopefully do some great things but it was fun to just be there and, and be at the game as a I guess as a retired player man it's crazy because like you know you used to go to the all-star game you check in and all this shit and like now the old guys you got to go way down to the basement to the legend suite to check in and get your tickets <laughs> and your credentials and all of this shit but like I walk in there Freddie Jenkins is in there Louis Tiant you know Raleigh Fingers like it was, I mean, it was cool, man. And, you know, it, it's it's fun to be able to 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 be on the other side of it now. You know what's crazy? A lot of people listen to our podcast, guys. Like, everybody was talking to me about the Theo episode. Like, oh, that's everybody, awesome, man. Yeah, everybody was talking about the pod. So, that's a good thing. We, we Everybody listens in baseball, so it's good. That is awesome. You know, Adam Adovino reached out to me to say how much he loved the Theo episode. And nice. It it. You know what? There is a part of me that thinks like for the players and that, like our podcast is the podcast to listen to, which is, that makes me proud, man. Yeah, it's, I, it's hope, super I hope cool. that's the deal. That's great. That, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, that's why we're going to be out in the All-Star game next year, man. We got to do it. Uh, or, ta or Tahoe. Tahoe. I think yeah. Tahoe, man. Yeah. Maybe both. Get, yeah. get R2C2 back on the road. Um Not like I'll have a child or anything by then, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> she'll might, be... You you might want to get on the road by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She'll be one. She'll be self-sustaining at that point. She'll be running the house. <laughs> All right, see. Um, great, great stuff. Glad you're uh you're you're back for a day safely and uh safe travels uh the rest of the way this next uh couple weeks. Um, you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes as well. Follow us on Spotify, tell everybody you know, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh yeah, we'll uh, big thanks to our producers, uh, Sadie Zillow, Bobby Wagner, our entire uh, ringer crew. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace, everybody. Peace.